This is the New Blue Review with Benji Shulman. I'm happy to bring on our first guest, Noam Bedian. He is from the Dead Sea Revival Project. He is a photographer, activist, uh, NGO guy. And uh, we're talking about the Dead Sea today and the fact that it's actually dying, which is a, a horrible thought, and how we might be able to save it. If you want to ask any questions, by the way, to Noam, you can uh, SMS us 34519, and we will happily take any questions that you have. Noam, welcome to the show. Thanks so much for being with us. Thank you, Benji. Shalom to everyone. Shalom to you as well. Now, Noam, I, I want to start not at the Dead Sea. Uh, you have a, a background uh, in activism of, of a different kind. Uh, you were very involved with the Starot Media Center, uh, working on, uh, on, on the issue of rockets coming into Israel. Uh, how did you move from that to uh, fighting for the Dead Sea? That's a good question. Do we have enough time? No, I'm kidding. I mean, if, if I, in one sentence, it's really, I think my story goes from being a war photographer, you know, capturing the human drama to the environmental drama. And there's very, there's a lot of similarities actually between both stories, trying to show the hope, the future, or the resilience, the beauty and magic of this world wonder that they see, even though it's receding in the lowest in recorded history. It's most, it's, Really, really showing what we're missing over here, showing how gorgeous this place is, how unique this place is, and how this is relevant to the entire world, including Sterile Story and the Dead Sea is very similar to that aspect. Now, in, in preparation for this show, I actually found a Roman philosopher uh, called Pliny the Younger, which I thought, Pliny the Elder, which I can't remember which one, but I, it was fascinating. He, he visited uh, in Israel in uh, 2,000 years ago, and he said that uh, in the Holy Land, there are three uh, miracles. He said, the, there's the temple, uh, there's the, the the Sabbath, and he says there's a sea in which you can float. So this thing has been part of uh, of, of that area for for a long time. It's a uh, you know it's millions of years old, and and yet it is uh, receding, as you say. So what actually is going on that all of a sudden uh, this this natural wonder of the world is actually disappearing? Well, it, to, to be clear and to be honest, it's not really sudden. Uh, for the past, since the 70s, uh, the water's been receding, uh, in a constant basis. Uh, and, and overall, uh, since 1979, there's been two parts of the Dead Sea. There's a southern part where Enbukeg, the hotel district actually is, and the northern part, which is the real remaining Dead Sea today. Uh, if, I mean, just only from that question just shows that uh, there's not been too much PR on the Dead Sea overall because it is such a complex uh, story and, and, and solution for it. Uh, it, it is uh, nobody really has taken upon themselves to really focus on this 24-7 in any way as possible. And uh, even though there have been campaigns for the Dead Sea, but what's the next? What's the follow-up to that? So I feel for the first time actually taking this uh, this this issue, like I've done I guess in the past with Sterot living on the Gaza border and seeing that nothing has been done. Nobody's actually nobody actually knows about the fact that we have civilians under rocket fire. Same thing over here. People know in general the waters receding of the Dead Sea, but seeing it up close, making it a, into a personal, intimate story. And to share the value of this world wonder uh, to ourselves and to around the world has a has a huge uh, significance to the whole aspect. 
So, so what is actually causing this? You say it's been going from from the seventies. What is actually causing uh, the Dead Sea to recede? What what is the basis of this problem? Well, if I start like with the if with the basic of saying that thirty percent of the reasoning why the water is receding right now in the lowest in recorded history is because of the industry, the factories, the companies that are pumping out the water from North and Dead Sea down to the biggest factories actually in Israel, the Dead Sea Works. That's 30% of the problem. Uh, most of the Green parties are actually on that case about the industry. The 70%, which is a much bigger and larger story, almost no focus whatsoever. This is where we, this is where we come in is that the historical flow of the Dead Sea has been dried out, meaning other water bodies in Israel, which are connected uh, to the Dead Sea, which is in the Sea of Galilee, the Kinetic, that's the roots of the problem. Meaning, again, you cannot talk about saving the Dead Sea if we do not save the Kinneret in the Jordan River. That's, uh, that's in a nutshell, and why this is actually happening, lack of management, uh, in terms of water supply in these in these water bodies, uh, uh, a lot of the geopolitical aspect dealing with the other side of the Dead Sea, which is Jordan. People are forgetting that uh, the other side of Israel is Jordan, the Kingdom of Jordan. They're the fourth country in the world having the least fresh water per capita. They have no drinking water. So if I if I take this whole story, this whole aspect of the Dead Sea as a model case. For many other other environmental aspects of water supply, including in South Africa, if it's Cape Town specifically, the most valuable asset that we have today in the world that's going to be coming more and more as time goes by is fresh water. This fresh water, and of course in the Middle East, is the most valuable asset we actually have today. And the moral question is, having quantities of fresh water, what do you do with it? Do you uh, use it to save a water treasure, or do you take that treasure, or you take that fresh water to be providing it to a thirsty population, and which is a no, basic that's... human right for any civilian? So that's that's a much bigger picture and how complex the solution actually is for the Dead Sea and why this is actually happening. But as time goes by, every day that goes by, we're losing this world wonder. Up to six hundred Olympic pools are emptied every day in the Dead Sea. That's like, a, that's like a drop of one meter to a meter and a half every year. And every time I go back, specifically exploring the Dead Sea, I've been the first one to take out a boat, a boat excursion or kayak excursion, to document the Dead Sea from the sea itself. Hi, I'm talking about saving the Dead Sea today with Noam Bedian. Uh, he is a Dead Sea activist, a photographer, and we're just talking to him about the work that he is doing uh, to save to save the Dead Sea. Now, Noam, uh, just before the break, you were starting to tell us about the, the the work that you do, how you go about actually documenting what's happening. So, so explain to us about these boat trips that that you take. What do you what do you focus on, and what do people see that's different? You know, people know about the Dead Sea because they float in it. So, how is this experience different? Okay, a good point. Uh, if I give a if I give a general uh, understanding about the uh, shores of the Dead Sea, the northern Dead Sea today, almost everything is closed off because of sinkholes. There are up to seven hundred sinkholes appear on the north and western part of the Dead Sea, uh, up to six thousand in total. 
which is basically destroying the entire landscape of the uh, streets, the beach lines, the uh, resorts. There are two small access areas to the northern Dead Sea, all the way up north in Kalia Beach and Gedi Spa in the south. Except that everything, like 90 kilometers, is completely uh, off limits. And therefore, the only way to explore seeing the Dead Sea from up close is only through the sea. And that's how we came about to finding uh, this boat operation. There's only one boat in the Dead Sea that gives people and people from around the world that come to see the Dead Sea from up close, give them an experience how this world wonder looks uh, from really low, uh, uh, close by. And making the story very short, you see how the life comes out from, from the Dead Sea on this ride. When I first went on this ride as a born and raised Israeli, I was just shocked and amazed to see how the Dead Sea looks like. Only then I realized and understood why this place is a nominee of, of the, one of the seventh wonders of the world. And the truth is, uh, it became so personal for me during these rides that the second time I went on this boat ride, this is all the way back to September 2016, was my second boat ride after five months after I took my first ride, I go on this boat, I did not even realize uh, the places that I've been to five months beforehand, because everything has dramatically changed. Well, so well that we is the, the remarkable part of your boat, try. I mean, if you you, you take right. pictures, and as the water has receded, uh, the, the, there's these remarkable landscapes that are actually unfolding in front of us. Correct. That's why every time, as a story, as a story itself, every time going back to the Dead Sea on these excursions, it's different. There's so much what to see. Uh, all these new layers that appear outside of the rainbow. People can easily go uh, through on the internet, just write hashtag salt rainbow, salt chimneys, salt salt stalactites, and find these beautiful aspects of the um, of the Dead Sea. And that's, the, I think, the most powerful contrast going to these boat excursions. Again, these excursions are between 90 minutes to, to three hours. We have also double kayak excursions. And this is the only way today to explore the Dead Sea, is only through the sea. And after a while, doing this kind of work of going back and forth and hosting people from around the world, you realize, you know, this contrast of one hand, the water is receding, uh, it's an environmental catastrophe happening to the entire region. On the other hand, this amazing, this beautiful magic and, and beauty that is appearing outside of the water, this life, literally life coming out from the Dead Sea, uh, is something uh, amazing to really represent as an Israeli story overall. You know, uh, thinking something which is very dramatic, uh, could be very negative, and trying to see the hope and the future and the beauty out of it, I think, is something which is very powerful uh, to share with people. Now, let's talk about that for a, for a second. I mean, you, you know, in, in yeah. terms of your activism and trying to uh, find a way to, to, to help solve the problem, you're actually running a, a competition for Earth Day at the moment uh, to, to help raise awareness. Talk, talk to us about that competition. What is actually going on with that? Uh, correct. correct. We initiated for, uh, for last Wednesday, the 22nd of April, we marked 50 years to Earth Day. And we basically launched the first international photo competition of the Dead Sea, giving a chance these times when you have up to 2 billion people are sitting at home due to the crisis. Uh, we want to encourage those who've been to the Dead Sea, tens of millions of people throughout the world who've been to Israel, who've been to the Dead Sea, 
and they were inspired and fell in love with this place, giving them the opportunity to share their favorite moments uh, with us in this competition. So we are already now two weeks in the competition, two more weeks left. So those of you actually listening to us and you have those images of the Dead Sea, take part of it. And uh, up until now, over 2,300 photographers throughout the world have been sending in their best uh, uh, shots, as well as Jordanian photographers. We reached out also to the Arab world, who actually visit uh, the Dead Sea on the Jordanian side. And we have over uh, up to three and a half million million uh, uh, votes already been taking place in this competition. And by the end of this competition, having the best photo exhibit to present Israel's world wonder, or the eighth wonders of the world, will be a great tool to inspire a whole new generation and to reach out to any educational, cultural institutions in Israel, Jordan, and throughout the entire world. So if that's, people that's want to upload a, upload a picture, uh, if, that, well, if they want to vote, how, how do they go about doing that? Where, do they, where can they do that at? Uh, the, the, the best way to find more information about the competition, you go to the, our Facebook page that we've done for it. It's called Dead Sea Life Photo. Dead Sea Life Photo. And over there, you'll just follow through. You'll get a link to the Israeli startup called, one second, Israeli startup called Guru, Guru Shots. Guru Shots is a Israeli uh, uh, high-tech uh, company that basically created this platform of, uh, of gaming for photographs where photographers can submit their photographs and have competitions on different on various subjects. So this goes throughout the world. They have over 10 million uh, people use uh, uh, their platform. So we're really working with the top people to get this, to, to get the word out and to encourage people during these times uh, with having the Dead Sea as their cause, um, taking part of it. One of the other aspects which I find very interesting about the advocacy around this is that you've decided also to to try and use technology to tell the story, particularly uh, virtual reality and um, that that kind of uh, visual technology which is coming online. Talk to us a little bit about that. How how can people uh, from a, a VR perspective actually experience the Dead Sea as well? Uh, good point. Uh, this is a part of our efforts to try really impacting your audience uh, using more advanced technology like VR uh, is a great way to entertain your audience and for them to really feel they're actually there. So I've been again, the first one to really document over a period of time with the 360 VR cameras. And I'm hoping uh, those who actually see the potential of producing a first-of-a-kind film, a 360 film, of showing in one hand the water receding, but also showing what's coming out from the water, uh, using, again, the most advanced technology today, can be very valuable both for the scientific world, but also for the entertainment world. I'm hoping with this to one day actually come and visit uh, South Africa especially during the Jewish uh, um, Film Festival or through any other cultural events. But we feel this will be a great tool to really inspire the next generation with more creative tools presenting uh, a case and a story that has to get more attention. 
So how does it work with like film festivals and when you're going out there and doing it? What does it what does it look like when you're presenting this? So I mainly I, I've been mainly uh, I've been speaking on college campuses, working with a lot of the environmental organizations, which is a great way to present Israel today is having the environmental aspect, which is amazing. Again, what kind of crowd they can actually reach out to. And I've been recently to the APEC conference, which is uh, the largest uh, American Jewish lobby uh, uh, in Washington. We have their yearly conference, and we presented a booth over there. And what I do is we basically use a lot of aspects of visual arts to really show the story from all different angles, using a photo exhibit, having a VR demonstrations with the audience for them to experience in their, on their own personal smartphones, uh, experiencing the Dead Sea, and taking the Dead Sea cause into a much larger uh, cause, which is the whole water aspect, the whole water supply, which throughout the world today, uh, two-thirds of the world, actually, in the next couple years, will be suffering from having a lack of water, a water or, or water uh, challenges. And the solutions coming specifically from Israel about water management and technology, and specifically the model case for saving the Dead Sea, is something that all of us can actually learn about and be motivated for in terms of water and appreciate what we have. And um, the more we get into the whole story, it really gives us a much larger understanding out of the whole Dead Sea cause is uh, right now a, 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 not only is a model case, it became the symbol an international symbol for cooperation and coexistence with the other side, uh, which is very interesting. With all the conflicts and tensions going on between countries, this became, according to the World Bank, uh, the solutions for the Dead Sea, the Red Sea to the Dead Sea Canal, which is a whole complex right now to be talking about practical solutions, is the largest project today in the world for recycling, for, uh, for uh, desalination of water, and it became the symbol of the Middle East for cooperation. So, now, now, uh, so, so if people are interested in the work that you're doing, maybe once uh, all those lockdowns uh, end and people can start traveling again, visiting, and say, you know, they might want to take a tour of the Dead Sea. How uh, how does it work? How can they find out more information and be in contact with you? People are very much welcome to go on our website. That's deadsearevival.org. Deadsearevival.org. Uh, if you look anywhere on the internet for boat ride Dead Sea, you immediately get to me because I've been the main one uh, really marketing this whole eco tour on the Dead Sea. And that's when you come here to Israel as well. I could always be available to giving a presentation to your family or delegation coming to your hotel, giving you a whole experience if you cannot uh, work out to actually go on a boat. And more importantly, uh, I would love to plan one of these days, hopefully by next year, to actually visit South Africa and to inspire a whole new generation about Israel, uh, presenting the Dead Sea cause and actually being able to reach out to a spectrum of people throughout the entire political and social scale, being inspired by the environment, on the other side being inspired by the spirituality of the whole Dead Sea, uh, which Christians actually get very much attached to as well. Because really, a lot of talk, there's a lot to talk about prophecies of the Dead Sea are coming true these days, seeing it with their own eyes. On the, on the other hand, getting excited, exciting the scientific world behind this cause, is pretty exciting. We have NASA, NASA recognizing our work, National Geographic, CNN, VR. So we really have a top 
people recognizing our work, people are very much welcome to take part in what we're actually doing. We're a private nonprofit, and we believe in this cause because it can bring a lot of people together behind it. Let's start with that. And, and it's a great way to present Israel today to very various, many various of audiences throughout the world. Absolutely. Sounds fantastic. Uh, go do have a look at it. Uh, DeadSeaRevival.org. There's some great stuff there. You can check out some of the VR and see the pictures of these amazing uh, salt sculptures that are, are coming out. Thank you so much for uh, spending some time with us and good luck with all your work uh, you, on man. the Dead Sea Revival project. Thank you. Thank you for having me on. I'd love to, you know, be in touch with it, with it, with it, with all you guys. That's uh, absolutely yeah, fantastic, Noam. Thank you so much for your time, and hopefully we'll have you uh, here you. in South Africa at some point. Fantastic. Thank you, Benji. There we go. That's uh, Noah Bedian, and uh, yeah, and he is talking to us from Israel directly there about the Dead Sea. So uh, yeah, I hope you enjoyed that, uh, and uh, absolutely fascinating. Uh, you know, checking out what is going on. Uh, around the Dead Sea, more than just floating, you know what I mean? You, you, we, we, we think about the Dead Sea um, as that place where you go with the newspaper and uh, where you go and just uh, float and then and then that's it. But it's actually a highly complicated uh, ecosystem and uh, something which actually needs saving. I mean, how is that step that this thing is losing uh, every year? What do you say, 600 uh, Olympic-sized swimming pools, uh, a meter every single year? Uh, that we're losing in the Dead Sea, which uh, it seems terrible. Like why, you know, it's something that we should uh, be saving and uh, be uh, be allowing uh, future generations also to uh, to have a look and uh, be a part of. I think that that is, uh, uh, you know, such a crucial thing that uh, imagine that your your children or your grandchildren wouldn't be able to see the Dead Sea. Uh, I think is is like not a very nice thought uh, at all. Uh, so yeah, that's uh, that's on the the, the the Dead Sea side, and uh, one can only hope that uh, people like Noem uh, find a way to do that. So if you are part of that competition, make sure you go check it out. Um, uh, if you if you if you have pictures of the Dead Sea, you can actually go and uh, and upload it, which I think is a great uh, uh, great opportunity. Uh, and uh, go check out the website; it really is beautiful. Uh, DeadSeaRevival.org uh, and um, on it you'll be able to see all of these pictures. You can see the the um, the competition as well. Um, and you can donate. They, you can actually book a boat ride. Obviously, it's a bit tough at the moment because of your long boat ride since you can't fly to Israel. But uh, still, I, I, it's really it's a great website, and uh, Noam is uh, doing some great work. So uh, yeah, that's. Uh, that's uh, what I have to say. Um, and, uh, yeah, uh, I just, um, it's just fantastic all round. So deadsearevival.org and, uh, and, and go check it out. No, I'm in there. Uh, and, um, 